Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Now it's time for our Bloomberg Law Report, brought to you by American Arbitration Association. International trade or business dispute? Resolve faster with the International Center for Dispute Resolution, the leader in alternative dispute resolution around the world, ICDR.org. Let's get to the legal stories we're watching this morning with Steve Podisk in the Bloomberg 991 Washington Newsroom. The Senate is set to begin a full-court press next week to get four of President Trump's nominees for the federal appeals courts confirmed quickly. A U.S. district court says five hospitals challenging Medicare payment regulations should not have to make an extra trip back to a Health and Human Services Review Board to continue their appeal. The court noted that appeal would be sent back to federal court anyway. And the House narrowly adopted a budget resolution, but a lingering obstacle to overhauling the U.S. tax code remains whether or how to limit a federal tax break that benefits high-tax states. Bloomberg Law. Everything you need, all on one legal research platform, including guidance, analysis, and Bloomberg Market Intelligence. Find out more at BloombergLaw.com. And now in other legal news, let's take a look at a decision by a federal judge to temporarily block the White House from ending cost-sharing reduction payments to health insurers, which were put in place under the Affordable Care Act. For more on this story, Bloomberg Law hosts June Grosso and Greg Storr speak to Bloomberg Intelligence Senior Government Analyst Brian Rye. Tell us a little bit uh, first just about these payments, what they are, what they're, what they're designed to do. Sure. These are CSR, cost-sharing reduction payments that are mandated under the ACA. And these are different from the tax credits that uh, lower-income individuals can use to pay for their premiums. These CSR payments are intended to, uh, to help those, uh, those lower-income individuals pay their out-of-pocket expenses, their co-pays, co-insurance, deductibles, uh, those things. And at, at play here is the fact that insurance companies have to make those payments to lower income individuals on silver plans under the ACA, what's uh, not so certain is whether or not the government is able to reimburse the insurance companies for those payments. And that's at the heart of this lawsuit. Brian, what was the judge's reasoning in refusing to restore the subsidies? I, I think the reasoning had been that, A, this wasn't necessarily a new issue. The threat uh, that the Trump administration would terminate these payments had been out there for, for several months. And several states, including California, who had taken the lead on this lawsuit, had indicated that they were preparing to do this either by raising premiums to offset the cost uh, or offset the loss of these payments or otherwise shielding affected individuals. And so uh, I think the judge ruled that, look, um, you've already had a chance to prepare and many states had, in fact, prepared for that. So there's no need to force the administration to do this. 
Well, Brian, is is the judge right in the sense that if he says that the states have basically already prepared for these payments uh, not to be made, uh, is it the case that these cost sharing, uh, this, these CSRs are not really as important as some of the critics of the president have, have been saying they are? You know, it remains to be seen. I think the, the, the feeling is that, and when the CBO looked at this, they said there might be a slight, you know, loss of one million people, uh, one million fewer people might have insurance because of some insurers might decide to pull out or other changes in there. But the fact is, if premiums, if the gross premium were to rise, then the value of the tax credits that these um, silver planned individuals would get would also rise as well. So there might, there shouldn't be a net impact um, to a lot of the people who you would think would be affected by this. Now, again, if, if insurers decide to drop out, if there are other uh, uncertainties and maybe people have fewer choices, uh, then that could obviously have a, a bit of a problem. But uh, again, I think the judge ruled that you've had time to, to prepare for this. And, um, and so that's enough. That's Bloomberg Intelligence Senior Government Analyst Brian Rye speaking to Bloomberg soon Grosso and Greg Store. You can listen to Bloomberg Law weekdays at 1 p.m. Wall Street time here on Bloomberg Radio. And find more legal news at BloombergLaw.com. Attorneys will find exceptional legal research and business development tools there as well. Visit BloombergLaw.com for more information. Osage County, Oklahoma is getting a lot of attention right now. It's the setting of Martin Scorsese's latest film, Killers of the Flower Moon. The movie's based on a book about the 1920s Osage murders, when white men poured into Osage County and killed Osage people for their oil wealth. I'm Rachel Adams-Hurd, the host of In Trust, a podcast from Bloomberg and iHeartMedia. For over a year, I was reporting a different story about other ways white people got Osage land and wealth and how a prominent ranching family in Osage County became one of the biggest landowners here. Their ranching empire was built on land that at the turn of the century was all owned by the Osage Nation. So how'd they get it? Listen to the award-winning podcast In Trust on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.